This is URN Sport. Hello and welcome to Touchdown, URN Sports Guide to the NFL. It's April and Dom here and we're actually recording from the studio today. Uh, which is amazing. We're actually back. There's like purple walls all around us and yeah, got all the screens, feeling really fancy. How are you doing, Dom? I'm doing really good. Um, my voice isn't at good levels, it's fair to say, uh, screaming at our offensive line. But yeah, it's no, it's nice to have our first in-person touchdown, to be fair. So yeah, it's been pretty, pretty exciting being back in the studio for the first time since the Euros. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'd say my voice isn't great either, but mainly because I've been shouting at freshers at the like <laughs> at the fair, not of, just in general. Yeah, yeah I'm in no, China. at <laughs> the events. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, from the NFL, I guess both of our teams did lose this week, so I guess in a way it's not been a great week. But some of the games were still exciting, and we will talk you through all of those coming up. I mean, should we start and get it over with? Dom's team. The Miami Dolphins lost to the Buffalo Bills 35-0. I mean, you have a zero up there on the board. Uh, it couldn't really get much worse. Tua, your quarterback got injured. It really couldn't get much worse. Thank you, April, for that. Um, yes, it was an awful display. The offensive line, I, it, it wasn't like they were there. That was the problem. They were just so nondescript. They just let any sort of pass rush come through. And it didn't matter if it was Tua or Teddy Brisket. It just couldn't. He, they just couldn't stop anything. The Bills look like a great team, and they're probably back for AFC glory once again. And all the goodwill the Dolphins have built up at, at the Patriots, not scoring a single point at home. Ugh, it, it's worrying. It's very worrying. But you know, it, it is very early on in the season, and I think the defense were just worn out. So I don't think the thirty-five uh, nil aspect of it is worrying as such for a defensive point of view but yeah I without I think Waddle didn't play this week and obviously Tua after two series dropped out so yeah it's disappointing but it's not the end of the world it is week two but we do need to learn how to beat the Bills because they are now becoming our bogey team we've lost to them by like 90 points now in our past three games it is ridiculous so I'm very worried about facing the Bills again later this year yeah, you mentioned those like last three games or something. The last game you played against them was like week 17 last year, right? And you were trying to make the playoffs, but yeah. it yep. didn't work out. So that's like another bad, you know, memory with the Bills. They're turning into yeah. like your worst team to play against at the moment. Indeed. And that's just, that is so Miami. Uh, we, we've just come off the Patriots dynasty, one of the greatest teams in the whole of sports. And then we just come across this Bills team, which is just another bogey team that just beat us and beat us badly. That's the problem. It's not like we're losing by the odd point. It's we're losing by multiple touchdowns in quite important games. But how's the Chiefs done? That's the big question, April. It's not just my team that's lost. The Chiefs. Yeah, the Chiefs lost to the Ravens. It was on Sunday Night Football, which... I mean, as I want to say the pressure, but like obviously when you're playing on Sunday Night Football, there's always a bit of pressure... But I would hope that the Chiefs would have been able to like get over that. I was just uh, I haven't actually seen the game, which is a bit bad. Uh, but I couldn't stay up in the middle of the night, and no. I yeah I've been busy. Um, but yeah, from the like s amount of points like in each quarter, basically the Chiefs just didn't manage to hold on and finish out because we scored zero in the fourth quarter, which 
it's normally like the best time for the Chiefs because if we're winning, we're really good at like holding on and extending a lead. And if we're behind only by like a few points, then we're really good at like catching up in the fourth quarter. Like that is when Patrick Mahomes makes his most magic. So to get zero points in the fourth quarter annoys me a bit, but having not really seen too much of the game, you know, we might have like been going for two or something or been going for fourth downs, which to be fair is acceptable in the fourth quarter. So maybe it is explained, but it's still just generally disappointing. But to be one and one, I think that makes sense. But also for the Ravens to be one and one, I think makes sense. Like last week they lost to the Raiders and you know, generally that was kind of a shock because the Ravens are sort of seen as a potential Super Bowl team. And I think this game, you know, they've beaten the Chiefs, which I always say, you know, you can beat the Chiefs, you're making a statement. So the Ravens definitely arrow up positive for them. And I think what we also need to remember is Lamar Jackson finally beating the Chiefs. Now, this Chiefs team have have been a bogey team for Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens on their pursuit for Super Bowl glory. He did throw two touchdowns, but he scored three, one with his arm and two with his feet, which just shows how Lamar Jackson's getting back to, you know, peak Lamar Jackson. As someone who was such a pinnacle running um, running quarterback, to score two touchdowns against the Chiefs running, it really just showed the mark and quality of him as a athlete and as a player. And I think it's going to be really difficult in, you know, playoff fixtures when he's running at you, or is he throwing? I know he threw two interceptions, but you've got to remember, this is a great Chiefs defence. So it's not like they're not going to go unserviced with picks. So I'd say Lamar Jackson is getting to his prime again, which is good to see after, you know, maybe not having the best playoff performances uh, last year. Yeah, you said about those picks. I know that one of them was quite early in the game, Tyron Matthew, uh, a Chiefs DB, uh, I think maybe a safety, um, but he didn't play in week one. And... I think he might have been injured or maybe he had COVID or like... There was something not right. There was something there. going on, yeah. so he didn't play in week one. So for him to come back in week two and get that pick so early in the game, it does give me like hope that he can play well for the rest of the season. He also does have the best nickname in sport, the Honey Badger. For I sure. Love, I love that. It's I also been that. a great week for Honey Badgers because another <laughs> sportsman with that nickname is Daniel Ricciardo, who did win the Grand Prix last <laughs> weekend. So it's just been good all round for Honey Badgers. <laughs> That's the name of the podcast, sorted. It's been a good week for Honey Badgers. Yeah, so to sum up some of the other games, the Washington football team beat the Giants on Thursday night. Uh, Washington, who now have their backup quarterback, Taylor Heineke. So, you know, a backup quarterback's beating Daniel Jones' team and I don't think it could get much worse for the Giants at the moment. The, the, the Giants are an absolute joke at the moment. And I've always thought the Giants are a better team than they are. Because when I first got into the NFL, they had Odell Beckham, Eli Manning, and they were just, you know, they were building, building, building. And then there was an awkward photograph of Odell Beckham on a boat. And since then, the Giants haven't posted a winning season. They've been miserable to watch. And Giants fans are one of, like, very passionate and very vocal fan base in America and a really prominent fan base over in England and the rest of the United Kingdom. So for them to not be able to beat the Washington football team I, I, I'm worried for the Giants. I think they're a long way off getting to the playoffs, let alone winning the Super Bowl again, which is worrying because you always want to see the Giants. I've always liked the Giants as they're such a well-supported UK franchise and I think it is important for the growth of the sport over here that the teams we majoritively su- support do well. Mm, speaking of a team that's quite supported in the UK, the Jacksonville Jaguars, obviously they've been playing in London like almost every year 
for like the last 10 years or something. And they had another loss this week. Um, they also, I mean, the scoreline 13 to 23, 23 to the Broncos. It doesn't really show how the game was because the Jaguars were just outclassed in like all aspects of that game. And it's not looking good for the Jaguars, even with Trevor Lawrence as their quarterback. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence isn't getting off to the greatest start, is he? Um, but what I'll say, the Denver Broncos are looking spicy this year. Teddy Two Gloves, Teddy Bridgewater. He's building something over there in Denver. They are my pick to be the dark horse, sorry, Palan, um, to uh, go to the playoffs because they just look good. They're dealing with bad teams and winning. And that's something playoff teams don't always do. Like The Dolphins would make hard work of beating uh, when they've had their playoff runs. They make hard work of beating bad teams. And the Jaguars are a bad team this year. I can't wait to see them play the Dolphins because we might win a game. (laughs) But the Jaguars aren't looking good and... Lawrence just, I don't want to say he's a bust, but he hasn't had that quite immediate effect I thought he was going to have. But obviously, he's only played two games in the NFL, a very, very hard league to play in. But it's not the greatest start. And dare I say it, I'm a bit worried about how long he can stay in Jacksonville because I do think he needs better protection and better coaching. Yeah, exactly. He's only played two weeks and it's been in a team that, was a really bad team. Like, it was a one-win team last year. Just getting a quarterback isn't going to solve everything. He's in a bad situation. And another quarterback in a bad situation and doing even worse than Trevor Lawrence was uh, Zach Wilson for the Jets. Um, (laughs) He threw four picks, so I don't think it could really get much worse. That seems to be a theme of this show, but it's about as bad as it can get for the Jets. Um, And they lost to the Patriots as well, so that's just another sort of adding to the problems there. Uh, 25 to 6 win for the Patriots. Mac Jones, uh, I guess not playing amazing, but you know, he's got good players around him and good coaching from the Patriots is always going to sort of win out. Yeah, that's the sickening thing about the Patriots. It doesn't matter <laughs> it doesn't matter who they've got in, they'll usually find a way of winning. When Brady was injured or suspended, they'd always do really well. And that's the really bad thing. Talking about the Jets, their schedule coming up for Zach Wilson is not too good. Because they play the Broncos, who dealt with Trevor Lawrence with ease. Then they play the Tennessee Titans. And then the Patriots in four weeks. And then the Bills, the Dolphins. And then the Spicy Texans after that. The Texans, what's going on with them, April? I, I thought they were going to be rubbish. Yeah, I mean, I think even last week I said, like, they're a team full of backups. But they've given, like, both of the games, like, a really good try and, like, mm-hmm. a really good shot. They lost 31-21 to to the Browns. Maybe that's a little bit like leaning on the Texans because the Browns were like quite dominant with the running game. But the fact that the Texans even are like showing up and putting points on the board and the fact that the Texans lost their quarterback Tyrod Taylor and they were playing Mills, who was like a fourth or fifth round pick Mm. who'd never played before. And they still like managed to score, I think, a touchdown and like get into field goal range a few goals, like a few times. He didn't do badly. So it's just kind of shocking that the Texans are actually good. Yeah, the Let's say the Browns, I'd say they're probably the third best team in the, NF, uh, in the AFC at the moment. They're a really good side, especially at home with that dog pound coming back for the first time in two years. To get 21 points, not bad, and not to be blown out of the water, they aren't going to go to the playoffs this year unless a miracle happens. And we're talking like the Washington Redskins 1984 season levels of miracles. But, like, I can see this team causing a few upsets. Yeah, they could get, like, five or six wins when everyone had them down for zero. Yeah, yeah. it's They're, they're very similar to when the Dolphins tanked for Tua. 
they will win three or four, if not five games this year, and they will make a major upset of a big team that will be in the playoffs this year. That is my big prediction. Yeah, and a team that people thought might be in the playoffs is the Saints, and <laughs> last week as well. Like, in week one, the Saints beat the Packers, absolutely blew them out of the water, and both of those teams had a big change in fate. So, like, the Saints won by miles in week one, and they lost by miles in week two to the Carolina Panthers. And on the other side of that, the Packers did terribly in week one and lost to the Saints, but this week they beat the Lions 35-17, to 17, so Aaron Rodgers is back. No, well... Uh, the Lions playing at Lambeau Field have a horrible record. You've got to remember this is a massive rivalry and Lambeau coming back for the first time in ages properly, it was always going to be very hard, especially on a, a very prominent game. I Personally, I just think the Packers, they're going to be fine this year. They're not going to be amazing, they're just going to be fine. They're going to get to the playoffs and then lose within one or two games. The Lions, on the other hand, I just feel sorry for them. One playoff win in 50 years, and it just doesn't look like it's changing. I know Jared Goff's only had two games, but he's not, you know... <laughs> Jared Goff's always been, can he do it when it matters? Because he obviously didn't do it when it really mattered in the Super Bowl. And I'm just worried that, you know, Jared Goff can't win them big games and they're going to have to start again. Mm. Well, Jared Goff, like, has been shipped out to the Lions because the Rams didn't want him anymore and... Since he's been gone, the Rams have been doing well. I mean, they had a bit of a close game this week with the Colts, but they still won 27-24. to 24. Great game, that was. Yeah, and the Rams' defence is like looking as strong as ever, so I feel like they have a really good chance at the playoffs this year. The one thing I'd say about the Rams, I'm a little bit worried about how they stopped the run. There was a few moments where, even if it was flagged off or whatever, the play didn't count, their run, just didn't qu- their run defence didn't quite seem to hold off, and... If we go into December and January where running the ball gets played a bit more in colder weather because it's harder to catch, that could be a slight problem. They got rid of their best defensive lineman who dealt with tackles. The problem is Aaron Donald is too good at beating his offensive lineman. He's too good. And he he's ahead of everyone by two or three seconds, which just creates an unnatural, un, sort of thought of hole for the running back to run through. So I'm a bit worried about that. They're going to need to almost either calm Donald down from being so good, so prominent and defensive and almost too strong, or they get someone in with the trade still on till like October the 31st. So they do have time to, you know, fill that offensive line, uh, that defensive line with someone who can stop the run. But they look like a good team. But again, I can't see them winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, speaking about Aaron Donald, he was our guy for better or worse last last week. Uh, actually, sorry, he was our guy for higher or lower last week. Um, and Dom, I mean, you'll be pleased to know you got all three correct. Oh, okay. Um, I only got one out of three. Um, his tackles from week one was three and in week two was seven. So that was higher. Uh, his sacks from week one was one and in week two was zero. And Dom did say lower there. So that was good. And the interceptions, he did still have zero. So he didn't somehow have minus one interceptions, which would have been, <laughs> it would have just been like, uh, the madness. <laughs> that would involve him throwing the ball. And we talked about this last week. I'd love to see him throw a ball. I'd love it. And then um, our predictions for the for sure win. Uh, again, Dom will be pleased because he uh, he picked the Cardinals to beat the Vikings. And they won 34-33. to 33. Really dramatic last minute kick in that game where the Vikings had a chance to win. Uh, but the kicker just completely missed. And, you know... It's a team game, but in that instance, it all did come down to one man and the pressure got to him. 
Yeah, that is the NFL though. Pressure is so heightened in NFL at the moment because fans are coming back. We've had this a bit in football where you know there's being more cards uh, given. When the goals go in, the celebrations are mad. But that does mean there's more pressure. If you've played a year without having fans in the stadium, there's always going to be more pressure when they do come back. And I think it also doesn't help that they haven't had a great training season, uh, off-season, because there's only been three pre-season fixtures this year. So the pressure is so heightened in the NFL. It's, it's fantastic to watch, but when it goes wrong, you do feel for the person who's messed up. Yeah, and pressure for rookie quarterbacks because another one started playing this week was in the game that I picked. Uh, I picked the Bengals to beat the Bears and that did not happen. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the Bears, um, Andy Dalton was their quarterback and he got, I think, a rib injury or he definitely was out for the rest of that game and in came the rookie Justin Fields and managed to, you know, help the Bears to stay ahead and they got that win over the Bengals, which is a bit of a surprise because the Bengals did look quite frisky in week one. The only thing I'd say about the Bengals is that they are an offshoot and almost a deviant uh, of the Browns organisation. And if there's one thing the Bengals have taken from the Cleveland Browns, it's not their kit, it's not their being the only team in Ohio, it's the fact they will mess things up when you just think it's going right. And I just think the Bears just were that team to beat them. I think the Bengals... Bengals fans will know this. As soon as you get any sort of luck, you just know it's going to come crashing down. And that happened. They had a bit of hope and then the Bears just swooped it away from them. Now we're going to move on to uh, the predictions for next week's better or worse, uh, higher or lower. Still can't figure out the name. Um, and this week we're going to do Kyler Murray. Um, we did just speak there about the Cardinals having such a good game and they did win and Kyler Murray was part of that. Um so his stats from this week, he had three touchdowns, he had 400 yards, and the longest play uh, with him involved was 77 yards. So for each of those, you think higher or lower? I'm going to say higher, higher and higher. The Jaguars are a rubbish team. Let's not mess about it. And I just think Kyle will just dominate. So I'm going to say more touchdowns, more yards. <laughs> more, I don't know what else you said. <laughs> the longest gonna, play. Longest play. It's going to be higher. I'm going to say he's going to get, well, I'm not sure how long, 75 yards, I'm going to say. That's how long, because they will just throw one pass and rip through them. Um, but yeah, interceptions, I can't see the Jags defence pulling anything off, so I'm just going to say higher for all the good things and lower for all the bad things. Yeah, I kind of agree. I might go for lower with the longest play because 77 yards is quite long. Yeah, that's a fair point. For a long play and the fact that the Jaguars probably are going to be, you know, not the best defence. So. It? it would require a Jaguars punt to be deep into Arizona territory. Yeah. And I can't see the Jaguars punt to be being able to kick that far, to be honest. They're going to be backed up yeah, at their own goal line. Yes, yes. So now Dom is going again with the stat box because I failed and hopefully I'm not going to fail this week. That's a bit harsh, April. You didn't fail, you just didn't win. And you did get the name right. You did get, who was it last week? Matt Matthew Stafford. Stafford. Okay, so we're going to go for a wide receiver. So that is your first clue, okay? okay. Wide receiver. Right, I'm just doing the guessing again. A wide receiver. Someone who's had a really good start to the year. Well, probably, otherwise you wouldn't have picked him. Uh, Justin Jefferson. It is not Justin Jefferson, I'm afraid. We don't have to give that away. Okay, well, it could be Justin <laughs> Jefferson. He's played two games. He is one and one. He's had 10 receptions. That was a lot of stats at once. Was it? 10 receptions in two games, so like yeah. an average of five. Maths there. 
maths maths degree days. coming in helpful targeted quite a lot mm. did you say how many yards or was that not? oh that's coming up next that what, was wait, what was the stats again he's so one and one he's one and one and he has had 10 receptions this year I'm going to go for Tyreek Hill Tyreek Hill interesting interesting so in his first game, he recorded 53 yards, and in his second, it was just 60. Yeah, I'm changing from Tyreek Hill, because he had like a massive touchdown that was like 50 yards on its own. And sure, and if he was having like around five receptions per game, that would have mm. been so more. So he's got uh, yards of 113 this year. So he's getting 11.3 uh, yards per catch. Hmm. That's not bad, you know, it's oh, over really, 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really good for a wide receiver. But yeah, he's got a very good quarterback, a very good quarterback. He's a good man as well, a quarterback. Good guy. A good man, that's yeah, like... that's a bit of a clue. Is it? From what? our last podcast, you should know this. A good well. man? What, Russell Wilson? Because he won the Walter Payton Award? Oh, maybe. But then, maybe. like, what ride receivers? Like, Tyler Lockett. But again, he had, like, two catches that were both over 50 yards, so... Someone else from the Seahawks, maybe. Are the Seahawks even one and one? Yes, they are. Okay. So we've narrowed down <laughs> to just one and one teams. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to say Tyler Lockett, but I'll come back and change Tyler it. Tyler Lockett, very interesting. So his longest play this year was a 30-yard reception. He's got one touchdown this year. Okay, I'm, I'm, yeah, I was just basically buying myself some time to think of some other Seahawks receivers, but I'm going to go for DK Metcalf. April. You are correct. I'm very impressed with that. I'm shocked. I'm Because that was quite a difficult one, because you said don't make it harder, so I just thought, well, I'm going to make it harder. And uh, you got the point, so you are next next week's stat box. Yeah. Which is going to be quite fun. Oh, thank You're going to make you. it too hard for me now, aren't you? <laughs> well, that was difficult. The, well, you still got it. I, yeah, I, but the fact about Russell Wilson being the good, good man. man that yeah, was, that was like, really a stat. That's more, well, I mean, it is technically statistical because he won the award. So we can just say that. That's pretty much the good guy award. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. I'm very impressed with that. So I think it's now time for NFL. So, April, what does NFL stand for again? Uh, N is something new fans should look for. Uh, F is a for sure win. And L is the legend of the week. Legend of the week. It was our legends last week. We probably should know this. I had Aaron Rodgers, which that's Last basically words. true. And you had Joe Burrow, so... Ooh. Why did, it, why did I... I should have known that it was the Bengals they are going to mess it up. So, new fans to look out for. I think I'm going to go for... Because it's week three, we're just starting to see teams sort of develop. So I'm going to say the Chargers are going to play the Chiefs. No, there's not going to be an upset there. Oh, it's, it's very hard. I'm going to say new fans should watch Mac Jones against the Saints this, uh, this week. I just think the Patriots will do really well. And it'll be quite interesting to see if Jameis Winston can, you know, get some yards. So actually, I'm going to change that. Jameis Winston is my for new fans to watch as he doesn't get he doesn't throw very much, but he's somehow done well. So have a look out for Jameis Winston this week for the Saints against the Patriots. Yeah, I'm going to go for what you kind of said before. I am going to go for the Chiefs versus Chargers game. It's on Sunday, 6 p.m. Perfect time. Can definitely watch it. Um, and both of those teams are in the same division. 
Uh, so that means that they play each other twice every year. So they know each other quite well. But also both of the teams are quite exciting with their quarterback and sort of, you know, throwing attack. Um, maybe not too much running in this game. So it should be like, you know, big plays or nothing. And um, yeah, should be lots of points on the board and a good game to watch. Okay, so my for sure win of the week is the Raiders beating the Dolphins. Dolphins going into Las Vegas. You're going against your own team. Yeah, well, this is my, this is my logic. I bet loads of money against England during the Euros and I put lots of money on Forrest to, to lose uh, just because my betting bad luck is worse than my football and sport bad luck. So I'm going to go for the Raiders to beat the Dolphins and beat them heavily, beat them heavily, but... Also, you could go for any Jets. Who are the Jets playing? They're playing the Broncos. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you could go for Broncos and Raiders as your for sure win of the week. April, who have you got? Uh, I'm going to go for the Giants versus Falcons game. Both of these teams are actually pretty bad. So (laughs) I feel like it is acceptable to pick them because they're actually two bad teams playing each other. I'm interested to see who you think is going to win or just... Should we say not lose this one? <laughs> well, more so, yeah. I am going to go for the Giants to not lose um, just because the Falcons' defence has looked so bad <laughs> yeah. so all the time. Whereas at least the Giants, I feel like if Daniel Jones has a good game, they could do all right. And yeah. all right would be able to beat the Falcons if they uh, carry on how they've been going. So legend of the week. Who is going to be the legend of the week? Do I double up on the burrow? Do I double burrow? Mm, I'm not sure. Who are they playing? The Bengals will be playing the Steelers, so I'm definitely not doing that. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go... Oh, I don't know. I'm going to go Josh Allen. I think he's just going to absolutely dominate over the Washington football team. And it, it's, it's low-hanging fruit to say Josh Allen's going to be the legend of the week. But I'm very tired, and I just want <laughs> for, to get one right. I'm desperate to get one right. So I'm just going to say Josh Allen will be the legend of the week. Okay. Dumping if, Washington. If we're going for someone to have an absolutely, for sure, like, yeah. amazing game, uh, I'll go with someone similar, Kyler Murray against the Jaguars. Oh, he yeah. could absolutely stack out in that game. Like That is the good thing about teams like the Jaguars and the Jets. They will make your stats look amazing because you'll just have one day where you score, like, six touchdowns. So hopefully we'll see some big scores there. And Jags and Jets fans, we're sorry. It's not our fault, you're rubbish. Let's not mess about it. (laughs) So just to go over a few of the other big games coming up this week, possibly the biggest game is the Rams against Buccaneers. I feel like they're both very well known for like a strong defensive line. Mm. Um, And it's going to be a question of who has a good enough offensive line to like allow them to do some stuff on offense. Yeah. The thing is with this game is that I'm... I'm not sure whether the Rams are able to beat the Buccaneers. And it's, they haven't put it in prime time, so the Rams don't quite have that pressure again. But it is going to be Stafford's like first time against a proper good defence mm. away from the Lions. So I'm interested to see how well he has fitted in. But I'm going to say the Bucs are going to win this because it's the Bucs. And the sickening thing is they're looking better than last year already. Personally, I think from where they were this time last year, where they were very up and down, they look consistent to the Bucks. So I'm going to say the Bucks are going to win that. Yeah. Do you have any hope for LA Ram fans? Um, I mean, I do agree. I think the Bucks are going to win. Uh, we haven't really spoke about the Bucks today, but like Tom Brady this week came out and said like 
he's age 44 now and he wouldn't rule out playing till he's 50. That's sickening. I'm put, like, okay. Well, Another six years. Uh, the thing is, I don't mind him like, being a legend. It's just I'm bored of him. I Like, he's just so boring having the same character do well. And uh, he's just a bit boring. Like, I mean this nicely. He, <laughs> he's not like Mahomes or Lamar Jackson where you're like, oh, he's amazing to watch. He's just sort of he's just really good at getting it done, and not and because he's so good at getting it done, it's very very rarely like a close Bucks game because they usually blow teams out of the water like they did at the Super Bowl. Oh, oh sorry, April, sorry. <laughs> well, to be fair, they did kind of in the end blow out the Falcons, but until the fourth quarter, it was only three points difference. So there is like the fact that the Falcons could put some points against the Bucks defense. I do think that the Rams have a chance and like. The game will be close. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. So that's some hope for the Rams. <laughs> um, another p- probably kind of big matchup is the 49ers against the Green Bay Packers. This one is in prime time. The Packers obviously had a terrible week one and a really good week two. And the 49ers have sort of been all right, but like people were expecting them to be amazing. So maybe this is their chance to prove they are amazing. I, I'm not sure this will be the game where we go, they're amazing because... Like you said, the Packers are so up and down, we can't quite get a grasp of them yet. What I'd say is, Garoppolo is always going to play the opening, uh, he's going to be quarterback until the Niners start losing. I think Garoppolo's done his job really well, and what was really interesting is, he they, he play, he was playing the whole of the last game. Mm. They didn't take him out at all. Yeah, only literally one play. Yeah. I think one entire play has been for Trey Lance, and it was a touchdown. Mm. So they've literally not, like... We thought they were going to maybe do like, experiment. yeah, experiment, change it up, have him play a few different options yeah. and like weird gadget plays, but he's literally not been used yet. So you're right. I think it will still be Jimmy Garoppolo. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is a really good quarterback and everyone has suddenly just because he had one bad season and one really good season where he got to the Super Bowl and everyone seems to forget that, that I, st- I still think they don't need someone to push him. I, I mean, they, I mean, if it does help, he has improved this year. I can see him playing quite well and doing the Niners a good job and hopefully they will get to the playoffs with under with under Garoppolo and people might start respecting him a bit more. I don't know about the playoffs. I feel like there is going to come a point in the year where fans will get too like relentless about Trey Lance like and maybe maybe they'll feel like the pressure but more so like maybe he actually will be playing a bit badly sometimes like they're going to be ups and downs in the season and mm. when you have a young quarterback sat behind you when you're in a bit of a bad moment of your season the pressure is coming like to, to sub you off yeah, and bring yeah. in the new quarterback so I'm maybe I do think we are going to see Trey Lance before the end of the year oh yeah I definitely think we'll see him but I think Garoppolo will be the I'm going to say 75 to 25 percent if not higher for Garoppolo for the quarterback position I think maybe Trey Lance might come in when they play some pretty bad teams or garbage time points, whatever. When it matters, they they keep to Garoppolo. Hmm, disagreement there. But um, is there any other games you wanted to highlight ready for next week, Dom? No, I, I really didn't want to do this podcast today because I was the Dolphins' performance just wiped me out, and I I, I daren't think of next week. <laughs> We're just so bad. And it's so frustrating. It is so frustrating. But I'll have a look now at the NFL week and let's see what good let's see what good teams are playing because obviously the Dolphins don't count as a good team anymore. So I'm gonna say, ooh, oh no, that's not a good game. Cowboys Eagles. That's a proper good rivalry. That proper like it's like Mill Millwall Chelsea. Like 
that level of rivalry, a big team versus not, was quite a big team, but there's a lot of hatred there. So that's always a good one to watch uh, for the new fans. It's just a very exciting derby game, so I would recommend that. Um, it's probably not the best game for quality. Mm, then again, the Eagles have looked all right. Yeah, but, yeah, but like, it's not like a top-tier game for... It's not like Bucks Ram. Bucks Rams is a much better game on paper. Yeah. But for pure crowd and atmosphere, I'd say the Monday night game of the Cowboys versus the Eagles is the game to watch on probably YouTube. I doubt you're going to stay up until 1, mm. 1 till 4 in the morning. So that would be a fun watch. And there's always great fan videos after. Yeah. So thank you very much for listening. We've uh, got to the end of this week's show, our first show back in the studio. Hopefully there'll be lots more maybe not in this studio because I feel like it will actually be used for radio soon but it's nice to use it once um, and yeah. we'll be back with some live shows during the year uh, we'll let you know on our Instagram uh, when we know a bit more about when that's going to be um, and thank you very much for listening and as always keep it URN <laughs>